Down and down again. Oh. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Oh. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. Oh. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't oh. find her. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Wednesday show. First Wednesday show of October. And I'm super excited to get this month started. As This month, as we've already discussed, is all about She Hulk and Black Adam. Uh, this week, we will talk about. Um, the first three episodes, as I'm going to watch them in three episode increments as of this recording, the week, uh, this Thursday, episode eight should come out. Uh, so legitimately by the time we are set up for the final week of this, um, three part series, it will be over. So, uh, couldn't have worked out perfectly, actually more perfect. So, um, this is one of my favorite characters of all time. I love how they use, have used her in the comic books. Um, just so you guys don't, uh, so you guys know, essentially, uh, in the well, let's go with the original origin because they changed the origin in the in the show, which we'll get to in a second. Um, the original origin was Bruce was hanging out at her house. I think he was hiding out from somebody, and a, a, a case that she was working on. Um, the 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 gangbangers ended up shooting her. And so Bruce takes her back into the house. He saves her life. He ends up like just instinctively being a, a doctor. And he ends up giving her a blood transfusion, not realizing at the time that it was his blood he was using because he was just in the, in the moment and in, in the moment in the adrenaline. And next thing you know, he realizes, holy crap, like, Jen, you have my blood. And essentially, that's how she became She-Hulk. Uh, she ended up liking how she looked. Like, she's the opposite of Bruce. She loved how she looked. And she could always control whether or not she was Jen Walters or She-Hulk. She just chose to stay in She-Hulk fashion because of how much she loved her look. And the only time and I could think of in the comics, I think it was only a, it was a four stretch of like 10 to 20 episodes, issues, excuse me, where she couldn't change back. And it was a mental block. I think it was... I want to say Doctor Strange. It was the one that told her this. I think I have that wrong. So, someone told her. It was a superhero, though. Someone told her, yeah, you just have a mental block. Right? That's why you can't change. But that's the only reason she stays in Hulk form is because she chooses to. But she can control it. There is no other person taking the wheel, which I am glad that episode one addressed. And they addressed it pretty fast. Um, but that's essentially the real origin of... Uh, of Jen Walters and how she became She-Hulk. Um, she was very much the very much the first uh, character in comic book history. Don't remember the writer. Also, also I'd love to give Miss Flowers right now. But she was definitely the first comic book character to ever break the fourth wall and talk to us directly. That was way before Deadpool did it. So this thing that you're seeing her do is not a copy of Deadpool. She was the first one to do it before Deadpool. So that is pretty cool to add that to it. I mean, because it is a big part of her character. Um, she has uh, such a, a long history of being. They've. I, I think they found ways just to make her feel special, and it's worked out because of the writing. Like 
the first secret wars you know ben Grimm stayed on the, on the planet because he says hey i can still be human i want to stay human for a little while he's the one who told the fantastic four hey you guys aren't down in person she hulk will take my spot so she was a fantastic four member for a certain amount of time she's been an avenger she's done some really good things in my opinion i think she became a bigger star in the comic book world um in the early in the mid 2000s that's when a couple of writers and once again i forget their names but uh, they took over her her role and her, her role and her, her run and i believe they made her feel more important i believe you saw more of the comedy aspect of her um not in a bad way either it wasn't definitely not in the um it's, it helps out marvel in the, in the mcu but this was more of instead of it being so serious like the hulk always is you make it to where she's having fun and then stuff comes up and then she just has to handle it. Um, so it's, it's much different than that. But um, with that being said, let's get right to episodes one, two, and three. I do have some notes I want to talk about afterwards. Let's get right to it. So the origin they have in the, in the show is her and Bruce are driving and we see a continuation of uh, Bruce from... And we, he actually explains how... In the Shang-Chi um, post credit scene, he's back to being Bruce. And he had uh, this habit, uh, humidator. I'm just going to say this wrong. But it's, essentially, it's this bracelet. It's bigger than a bracelet. But he created it uh, so he can go back and forth from uh, Hulk to Bruce. And so you see it. And th- this this thing lasts for all of two fucking minutes. They're driving in a car. She's talking about Steve Rogers and him being a virgin. And then a ship, a spaceship, a Sakaar spaceship, ends up like trying to send a message to Bruce, which we find out later on in episode two. And then we get into a car crash. And essentially, um, as she's pulling out Bruce from the car, his blood's on her. And he says, hey, my blood, my blood. And I did like this scene. It reminded me very much of the Lou Ferrigno Hulk, where you don't actually see her transform, but you see her transform, air quotes, no air quotes, you can see me doing air quotes, and you see her kind of run through the woods, and she loses consciousness, and all this other stuff, and finally, she's like about to, she turns, and then she's about to hurt some guy's head on her, and then all of a sudden, the Hulk comes and jumps and stops her, she wakes up, and, uh, and doesn't really realize that it's like a permanent thing, which at first she does, is which obviously anyone would, at first, they're like, well, no, I don't want that. I, I didn't ask for this. You know, can you make this go away? Blah, blah, blah. And then as Hulk begins to train her, uh, he realizes that she can change and come and go. And she takes to it pretty quickly, which, in all honesty, I, if I'm not mistaken, this was this is comic book accurate. She did take to being a Hulk pretty easily. Obviously, you have, once people learn your weaknesses and stuff like that, like that's when, you know, it, the job becomes harder, sure. But um, I do remember taking to it pretty fast. I did like the little fight that her and Bruce had and ended up messing up his bar. And then a lot of mentions of Tony Stark in here. And you you actually do pick up... Um, you, you, you get pieces of the puzzle of what people were doing in five years. When you understand that Hulk and... Obviously Hulk and uh, Stark were, were best friends. And they made a bar on this mini island across the world, like in the middle of nowhere. And um, that's where they were when the whole few of him and Steve were were, were there and they weren't talking. And um, Bruce obviously didn't have a problem with anybody, but that's where he was. Like, I loved I loved the fact that they mentioned that because 
we pick up five once again the movie was four hours four almost four hours long i'm not mad at them not giving us these minute details especially since if you uh, i believe it was um uh, anthony russo who came on and said that uh it was Tony, uh, not Tony, listen to me, uh, Kevin Feige, who said that he wanted to kill all the OG Avengers off. So we would have never gotten this, these little tidbits. And to me, the tidbits don't mean anything. They don't actually mean a lot to me. It's just cool to have them because it's like, man, like, all right, cool. This is where they were and this is how things happened and blah, blah, blah. I just think it's cool to have the backlog of it. I just like those little n- nuggets there. Um... But just we just know where they were and how and how they were doing. So essentially, she ends up going back to you know her life, and she is, she obviously can control She Hulk and everything like that. And it just so happens that Titania was trying to break out of court. Uh, <laughs> of all things, she's trying to get out of fucking uh, what is it called uh, <laughs> the driving court. Uh, I can't remember, but she had a ticket or something for driving, and she's trying to get out of. That type of court, not even like murder. He's just he's got a ticket and want to pay the fucking police fine. Anyways, um, and that's when her paralegal uh, tells her to reveal herself, and she does, and she ends up getting fired from the DA's position. Then she ends up getting hired um, to to run a superhero uh, firm or part of the firm. But I do. I actually like how we come in in the middle of the story. At first, I didn't know how I felt about it. You know, because the first thing you hear her say, she's a hawk. And she's like, oh. And, just, and then she turns around begins to break the fourth wall. First, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, oh. And for the record, I understand. Like, we have, I've, anyone who's been listening to this podcast last month, I've mentioned this show, not because I've seen it, but because of the hate I have seen for it. And I'm like, God damn, this show must be fucking bad. And I've reached out to two to three different people. That I trust, that are definitely the kind that, like I'll use Jonathan Esther for example, because he's been on the show. It's been a couple years, but he is very much the type to give a comic book, film, movie, whatever the benefit of the doubt, no matter what. Even when it's bad, he's like, "Yeah, bro, that's kind of bad." You know, I watched it, but it's ugly. Like, like, like it, it took a lot for him to say Morbius was bad, only because like he's not gonna just shit on stuff because the internet shits on it. But those are the kind of people I need to talk to, though. And he, I think he knows that, too. Dude, if, if someone gave me a fucking... Um, I have this, and I forgot the name of it. It's not a poster. It's a picture. But it's a huge, it's like, it's like a, it's a huge picture um, that I'm going to put up when I move next year of Wolverine fighting the Silver Samurai. I found it in fucking TJ Maxx for like 20 bucks. It's, fan, it's a fantastic piece. Alone in the Dark still trying to steal it from me, but he's not stealing that motherfucker. It's too cool. If someone was to give me that of She-Hulk, I would have that show on my wall. She-Hulk is just one of my favorite characters. And so I asked him, say, what's what is wrong with this show? And he said, he said, no, dude, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, as a matter of fact, he's fucking texting me right now, which is fucking hilarious. Um, and she's talking about She-Hulk. Let me see. This is funny how this is happening right now. What what was the problem? It's because she's a woman. Hold on a second. So the question I asked was, first two episodes, this is me, first two episodes of She-Hulk, I don't understand what the problem is. She-Hulk is gorgeous as as she is in the comics. Heart, heart, heart. He says, you understand the problem. It was never She-Hulk. Then I text back, what is the problem? She's a woman. That's funny how he's texting me right now as I'm talking about him. Anyways, and so um, I text him. He said, said, dude, the show is good. And then I 
saw a bunch of videos on YouTube which I refuse to watch. Um, this is bad. The MCU is dead. Blah blah blah. And that's fine. And then I saw another video which I saw the first ten seconds of, and the guy was like looking around, like, super confused. And I remember seeing a couple of this guy's videos. This dude is super fucking negative. I'm not saying his name, but he was super. But he was like, "Yo, I love She-Hulk," and I was like, "What?" You know, like, and like, it's not like him making fun of it. Like, he like, is genuinely like pointing out shit. And I was like, "Oh wow, that's interesting." Then I was somewhere else. I was just out in public in general. And this person was like, hey, man, have you seen She-Hulk yet? Because they, they know I like comic books. And I, and I write comic books. And I was like, no. It was like, uh, it's kind of funny. You should watch it. I said, yeah, I'm waiting for it to all come out at once. Said, oh, that's pretty smart. And I said, I'm going to binge it at once. Anyways, the point of all this is, like, I've mentioned several times how much people have hated this show. So I went into this thing. Um, first of all, it's open, as open-minded as you can get. Because even, even with me, personally, like, for me... Last year, when they first started doing a series on on Disney Plus, we had WandaVision, Winter Soldier, and Captain America. We had Loki, uh, what if I watched a couple episodes of what if? It's just not for me. It just it really just isn't for me. Um, but the three of those were very much um, the ones I was into. Even though Loki, I wasn't as into. This year, when the shows were announced, the only one I was interested in was Moon Knight and, 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 and She-Hulk. Um, I knew Miss Marvel was not for me, and I knew that and I was okay with that. Um, but the reality is, I still watched it because I was like, hey, maybe, you know, it might, maybe it might grow on me. It, wasn't, it just wasn't my demographic, which is okay. Um, and I went into this thinking, the only thing I thought about this differently was maybe this wasn't for my demographic. Maybe they made this strictly for like a sex in the city type of thing. But even with me saying that, and I know people aren't going to like this, and I know people from Entourage aren't going to like this either, but I remember watching Entourage on HBO, and people always called it the male version of Sex in the City. Now, they never had that fan base. They were way raunchier. Um, however, I still understood the comparison because I felt like... Um, I felt like that's what guys talk about. I know that's what you guys talk about when they're amongst themselves. And the few episodes I've seen of Sex in the City, I felt like that's how women talk when they're just being honest with each other. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of feel like maybe that's what they're going for is that Sex in the City more of She-Hulk, which I was going to watch it either way. I'm a She-Hulk fan. But um, the only knock I could actually give the first episode or even the first three episodes, is that it moves so fast. Like, first of all, they're short episodes. So, like it says, 34 minutes is what? 20, 25 episode minutes, maybe. Um, that goes by fast, and it feels like AEW. It feels like there's no time for anything to breathe. And so I was like, huh, okay. That just went by really fast. But it needs to because there's so many things where they're trying to show you. I never felt overwhelmed, but that's how I definitely felt. It was like, it was just going through, boom, boom, boom. Anyways, episode two. This is where we see the return of the abomination after uh, his Shang-Chi return. And uh, this is where we know that she's going to represent him. She calls up Bruce to tell Bruce, hey, I'm taking this new job, blah, blah, blah. And that's when we see Bruce in a spaceship in space. And he just... So his story continues. I find it funny how... For as much as it as fight you probably wanted to kill off the OG Avengers, they still have a story for Hulk, and, and they still have a story for Thor. Like I, find, I think it's interesting. Maybe it just 
maybe he wanted to kill them all off because he didn't want to kill off just Cap and Tony. But in my opinion, I think Cap and Tony, their stories were told. They told their stories to, to a finality. I don't think Thor's story has been told yet to a finality. Hulk's definitely hasn't. Like, where's the, where does Hulk end up now? I have no fucking idea. But he's gone for years now again. So that's going to be interesting. Um, there, of course, is the Easter egg to Logan in here where you see when she's on a laptop, you see her and in the bottom right-hand corner. It says, man with mask and claws fights at bar. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, we begin to see more of the cast and more of the mythos of She-Hulk as we see the different lawyers that she works with. And we get to hear Blonsky talk for the first time. And he he wasn't actually wrong when he said that they the USA made him, Thunderbolt Ross made him a weapon against Hulk. And the serum took him over. You know, so I think that's interesting. I did find it. And once again, this is a comedy. So I'm not going to take it too seriously. You know, I try to take comedies for comedies, dramas for dramas. Like the Falcon and Winter Soldier was very much a drama. You know, so seeing him like this and seeing him transform into an abomination, um, I'm not really surprised. Plus, we also know he's a part of the Thunderbolts team. So um, this episode flew by, but to me, the main things were just her being uh, essentially setting up for court and then having the Hulk go off, which gets him out of the show, which which obviously needs to because you don't need two Hulks in the show. Then episode three, we kind of see her in court as they're in this super special jail built for uh, Blonsky. And the, the news now has the, uh, the footage of Shang-Chi um, when he's fighting Wong. So now you have Wong doing a cameo. And I don't think and Wong's not... I don't, Wong is not um, a stranger to to comedy, so it's not really surprising that um, he was in this role and to see him come in and admit, hey, I captured him out, and now we know why they're fighting. They're fighting because he needed a worthy opponent to be the master of the Mystic Arts, so that's pretty cool. Um, so that, I, I will say this, um, I, I find it funny how you have a cameo to explain a cameo. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. Um, then we get to the infamous Megan Thee Stallion stuff, where when this came out, I remember vividly, like people texting me, people, and he, Jonathan Esther just texts back pretty much. Um, people texting me, people showing me memes of those two twerking. I'm thinking like this is like a part of the show. I'm like, oh wow, they stopped to have him twerk. That's an interesting choice right there. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what's going on now. It was a post-credit scene where Megan Thee Stallion was becoming her lawyer. I mean, was she was becoming Megan Thee Stallion's lawyer. So this wasn't like even a part of the show. You don't see Megan Thee Stallion all over twerking. It's legitimately just a part of the entire show how this uh, this character from New Asgard is shape-shifting and stealing people's money and just being an overall terrible human being. Where's Valkyrie? And... All of a sudden, she's pretending to be Megan Thee Stallion, and this guy thinks he had Megan Thee Stallion driving up a sot, which is fucking hilarious. Um, and all of a sudden, at the end of it, you see those two twerking, but it's because she's signing it, and then she's like, well, I'll kill for you, Megan Thee Stallion. Then Megan Thee Stallion says, oh, stop, dial it down. That's all it was. It was nothing else. It was um, very much contained to its own little world. Um, yeah, I don't get the frustration. 
Um, do I think the show's for me? Um, and that, that's something that someone asked me. I do think it's a comedy that's that uh, that's that's that can be for me because it doesn't. It's not. Once again, I'm only three episodes in, but even with it being said, even with it being female led, like I enjoyed New Girl with um, Zoe Deschanel, and that was a woman centric show. I guess you know I didn't have a problem with any of it. Um, but these episodes are, like I said, one they're short to the point, and two. I don't know. I guess it is because she's a woman. I don't know. I guess, and once again, these are more female-focused shows. WandaVision. Um, you have Miss Marvel. You have um, this show. So maybe, I guess, <laughs> I I really can't like say I'm mad or I'm like I see a trend here. I. I'm just confused. I shouldn't be probably, but um, no. And even then, I wrote something down here before I get move on. Um, even with all the cameos, which she mentions, she says, "Hey, even with all the cameos, don't forget who show this is." And that's a good point. Even with all the cameos, I never forget who show it is because these cameos aren't really, in my opinion, like really strong cameos. I could take just like Hulk and her. Obviously, that's gonna be a thing, right? Because people love the Hulk. But I don't think people like Smart Hulk enough to steal the spotlight from her. Um, the, the character from New Asgard. First time we're ever even hearing about this woman. No, she's not taking... I think the cameos are just the right level to where they won't take the spotlight. You know? Um, even with Wong being in what? Wong's been in what? Avengers 4, Doctor Strange 1 and 2, Shang-Chi... He's only had what a, hand, a legit a handful of appearances, and I still feel like he just he's he's still a side character right now. You know, he's an important character, but he's a side character. Um, so I don't know, dude. Like to me, I don't have a problem with any of this. Um, it's more confusing at the fact that I feel like we just don't want to give this this thing a chance. And now, and this is something I forgot to write my notes. I just thought about it. There was a couple of Easter eggs to Captain America, which is obviously. Uh, Sam Wilson now, and it was just reported maybe a couple days ago how She-Hulk has joined uh, the cast of Captain America New World Order, which makes sense because there's a scene, I believe in episode two, where some guys are trying to mug her and she's just yelling and she's like, oh yeah, that's right, and she becomes She-Hulk, and you could tell they were trying to like get her blood, and once she beats off the the guys, the guys get in the car and they drive away. They say, this was a bad idea, dude. He's like, did you get the blood? He's like, no. Once she turned to She-Hulk, I can't get through her skin. And uh, they're like, and one guy says, oh, the boss is going to be pissed off. And obviously, that has to lead to the leader. Because as we know, the leader is um, the big bad for who returns. Uh, he is the big bad in Captain America New World Order. I'll have to imagine... Uh, it's because he wants her blood, and it's, that's how he's going to grow even more um, than he already is. Um, that's an interesting choice for a Captain America villain, but Captain America New World Order sounds stacked. And someone made a comment to me and was like, dang, can't this just be a solo Captain America film? I said, I don't think any Captain America film has ever been just solo. It's been an ensemble cast. Look at the first Captain America. Peggy Carter is a huge part of the mythos of Captain America. So is Bucky Barnes. You need those characters, you know, so that you need um, uh, Stark. You need uh, Howard Stark. They were in there. 
these are people who all helped to build the mythos of Captain America. Then we move on to Captain America Winter Soldier. What can I say? Nick Fury, Black Widow, um, Winter Soldier, uh, the Falcon, um, uh, Hydra, um, uh, Rumlow. Um, it, it, these, these characters, these are things that are actually in the comics, not because Captain America is a weak character. It's because there's so many people that even play smaller roles and small roles to where it's like, Hey, this makes sense for his character to be in it. So I'm interested to see that. That is, I am fascinated, especially since we now know there will be a new Falcon. You know, like he, he left the wings to him. So I'm interested to see how that goes because Sebastian Stan is not in here. We only know Isaiah Bradley's in there, which is the only ally that I can think of that's currently set for that. But he's not, he might be fighting, I don't know. But it makes sense for her to be in it as a cameo. Because her blood is a thing that is a part of it. So, that's super dope. Um, anyways, um, my thoughts on it are I'm, I'm enjoying it so far, you know. Um, I'm looking forward to watching episodes 4, 5, and 6 next week and doing my review on it. Um, but otherwise, I'm super, super excited. So, uh, let's get to some other news and notes really fast. Um, Black Adam, we just did a comic of the month based on that. Um, the projections aren't looking good, but there is no hype around this movie. So hopefully The Rock or whoever can do more than have just pumping iron videos and photos and actually show the fans something to interest them before this movie comes out in a couple weeks. Because showing us footage of the Snyder Cut or the, the Justice League debacle is not going to be a thing that's going to get people into the theaters. Let's just be real. Um, Hugh Jackman is back as Wolverine. Um, I'm excited. I, I, I didn't realize how many people were not happy with this move until, um, someone sent me like, uh, a Twitter and Instagram thing. And I was like, wow, people aren't happy. People are really fucking mad. Actually. Um, I get a nostalgia kick. I get people think that Marvel MCU will ruin your memories of Logan. I don't think that, I think it's going to be such a different thing. Such a side thing that I'm not really worried about it being in continuity or anything. I truly believe Deadpool 3 is going to just be the end of that particular franchise. And if you think about it, what Ryan Reynolds has done actually is pretty fucking legendary. This dude went from playing Deadpool in Origins, having a terrible, terrible outing as him from the writing to then leaking the test footage himself online to get a buzz himself and hint rock then essentially forcing these uh um studios to essentially start the production then he has the first Deadpool where he has Colossus and Negastar and um, makes a billion dollars until Joker. He was the first R-rated comic book movie to do that. Makes a billion dollars. Then you have the second one. You have X Force in it for all of ten seconds. You have um, I can't remember her name, but she is where she uh, her whole thing is luck or whatever. I forget. It doesn't matter. He has he 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 wanted cable. He got cable in the second one. 
Meanwhile, you have Josh Brolin playing Cable and fucking Thanos at the same time. Um, and now he, the thing he wanted the most was Hugh Jackman, and he got him. And the only thing I thought that was the only thing I thought that was annoying was when Hugh Jackman said he had to talk, to, he had to convince Marvel to bring him back. <laughs> yeah, right. It's one thing if I would believe that story if he said, "Yeah, dude, you know." I wanted a three album, I mean a three picture deal, and they just weren't for it, dude. To get him to come back, and Deadpool, give me a fucking break. That you had to convince them, yeah, sure. Um, there's some land here I have. I don't own it, but if you give me the money, five million bucks, all cash, unmarked bills, I'll give it to the guy that owns it. And then you'll own it in two days after that. I promise. Wink, wink. Get the fuck out of here, Hugh Jackman. Don't lie to me. Um, but I think that's a good move. Because I truly... Because they've, they've always been just... Um, they've always mocked the MCU and the Sony stuff. So that's why I think it's a good move. But that's just me. Anyways, the last thing we'll get to is this Quake figure I got. I've been waiting for it all year, actually. I've been waiting for this wave where it's the Quake... And it's a uh, U.S. agent, and she looks badass. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to wait until I get the U.S. agent figure, the updated one, to um, to actually do like a, 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 a actual look like we did with the AEW figure. So, just wanted to make, mention that. Anyways, that is your Wednesday show for this week. Have a good weekend. Have a good rest of the week. I will talk to you guys next next Monday. Excuse me. I'm a slow chemical and we are out.